So what's the big surprise, Bob? Why are we on this airplane? Well, you know how we want to get more music by more artists to more people to hear? Yeah? I've rigged this plane up with a loudspeaker. I figured we'll just buzz every neighborhood we can reach and play as much music as possible. Are you kidding? I have Look, I have a much better idea. What do you mean? What, what's that? Just donate to the public radio station of your choice. When you do that, it helps make the All Songs Considered podcast possible. We're all part of a big public radio family, and listener support helps ensure All Songs Considered keeps sharing more music by more artists from all over the globe. Just go to donate.npr.org slash music to get started. Donate.npr.org slash music? Yep, donate.npr.org slash music. There you can make a donation to the public radio station of your choice. You support the station, that supports the public radio family, which supports all songs considered. Well, I'm going to say that over the loudspeaker. Donate.npr.org slash music. Now land this plane. Um, let's see, what is this lever do? From NPR Music and All Songs Considered, I'm Stephen Thompson. Lil Nas X has had a remarkable 2021, two years removed from the record-setting success of his debut single, Old Town Road. The singer, rapper, social media sensation, and fashion icon didn't just beat the sophomore slump, he obliterated it. This past September, Lil Nas X released a new album called Montero. That's his real first name. Montero just got nominated for Album of the Year at the Grammys, but its first single is why I'm interviewing Lil Nas X here today. Montero, Call Me By Your Name, has just been named NPR Music's Song of the Year. It's just two minutes and 17 seconds long, so let's hear the whole song right now, and when we come out of the song, we'll have my conversation with Lil Nas X. I call it bad just today You hit me with a call to your place Ain't been out in a while anyway Was hoping I could catch you throwing smiles at my face Romantic talking, you don't even have to try You're cute enough to fuck with me tonight Looking at the table, all I see is bleeding white Baby, you living the life, but nigga, you ain't living right Cocaine and drinking with your friends You living a dark boy, I cannot pretend I'm not faced, only you to sin If you've been in your garden, you know that you can Call me when you want, call me when you need Call me in the morning, I'll be on the way Call me when you want, call me when you need Call me out by your name, I'll be on the way Like Hey, hey, I wanna sell what you're buying Times every time that I speak, a diamond and a nine, it was mine every week. What a time and incline, God was shining on me. Now I can't leave, and now I'm making Nelly Italy. Never want the niggas that's in my league. I wanna fuck the ones I envy, I envy. Cocaine and drinking with your friends. You live in the dark, boy, I cannot pretend. I'm not faced, only here to sin. If you've been in your garden, you know that you can. Call me when you want, call me when you need Call me in the morning, I'll be on the way Call me when you want, call me when you need Call me out by your name, I'll be on the way oh, call me by your name Tell me you love me 
Lil Nas X, thanks so much for joining us. No problem. Here I am. <laughs> well, first off, I don't want to forget that we are here to celebrate. We are recording this after hours, so I'm not afraid to tell the world that I am literally drinking wine right now. How about you? Um, I'm actually getting ready for another interview. Crazy enough. <laughs> yeah. Well, in the spirit of celebration, I want to think of this interview as your victory lap. How uh, did you think that you would get to this point, And how does it feel to look back on the 2021 that you've had? It's absolutely been maybe the most incredible year of my life. It's been a journey, too, you know? I mean, last year was really hard. I mean, even parts of this year is really hard. Even right now, I mean, you know, you're you always going to have your hard parts. But above everything else, like, it's been really fun. I've grown a lot, like, in every single aspect, like spiritually, emotionally, uh, financially, um, like success-wise, uh, every every way. Do you give yourself space to celebrate and reflect, or is it kind of all business all the time? Um, Yeah, but in the midst of business, I always find ways to, like, celebrate. How so? Let's say, okay, I went to the script club, you know, a few nights ago. <laughs> that was cool. That was really fun. Uh, I went race car driving with my friends maybe about a month ago. That was super cool. I had Thanksgiving in like this huge Airbnb with like a pool table and a pool and a bowling alley and a basketball court with my family. <laughs> and we played squid games like we dressed up and everything like that was really fun. Even, you know, going to the studio, like talking to the people who I work with, my makeup artist, my hairdresser, like it's fun. It's fun. Talk. Uh, we have great times. Yeah. Nice. Well, I want to talk about Montero, the song, because that's why we're here today. When I first heard it, you know, I don't think it's necessarily what I expected or what a lot of fans expected after, you know, songs like Old Town Road. Did you set out to write more of a pop song? Oh, not not necessarily. This was one of the only songs that like came to me like randomly from scratch, like a melody in my head. And I just went full out with it and i already knew it was like a really great pop song i was like okay how do i add depth to this how do i make this different from the rest and that was by being myself you know telling a story that had just happened to me and you know having a song about gay sex it was really fun <laughs> this is your standard chart topping material yes the classic <laughs> gay sex song that's number one on the charts <laughs> did you have any idea that it would be a phenomenon I genuinely can say that I did. Like, from the moment this song was conceived, like, I was like, oh, my God, this song is going to be huge. Sometimes <laughs> you just know. Was it just because you were happy with how it turned out, or did you feel like that it was speaking to something larger? It just felt special, you know, and it definitely was, and it was different from anything else that I had done, anything else that I had heard before. And coming from me, I knew it would, like, be even more of, like, a, oh, my God, this person made this. Yeah. Yeah, and it's kind of a tone setter for that record because I feel like the full album is kind of full of surprises, at least in terms of what people think of, maybe what people were thinking of when they thought of Lil Nas X. Absolutely. This album is really personal. It's like, in every song, it's like written for me and in hopes that everybody else would just like it, you know? Like, the songs are really personal and, you know, all the other good things. 
Well, the song's hook is built around the words Call Me By Your Name, which refers to the title of an absolutely beautiful movie from a few years back. It's a drama about coming out. Can you talk about how that movie inspired you? Because I love that movie and really want more people to see it. The movie inspired me in a way of like, I was in an Airbnb, like just starting to work on the album. And I didn't know exactly what my next album was going to sound like or what I was going to do to come out as a different person. I didn't even have plans to like go super crazy and sexual and be completely out there like that. But it happened. And like the movie helped inspire me to say, okay, I can do this. Let's take a quick break. I'm Stephen Thompson talking with Lil Nas X, and you're listening to All Songs Considered from NPR Music. This message comes from our 2021 lead sponsor of NPR Music, State Farm. To celebrate their surprisingly great rates, State Farm invites you to discover the surprisingly great genre, lowercase. Definitely unlike anything you've ever heard before, lowercase music is created from remixing ambient sounds like crumpling paper and smashing light bulbs. Give it one listen and you'll never look at paper the same way ever again. Now that you've discovered lowercase, take a minute to discover State Farm's surprisingly great rates. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Support for NPR and the following message come from LEGO. In a world filled with distractions, LEGO sets for adults are a focused, hands-on, mindful activity to help adult builders reach a zone of zen. LEGO offers a creative recharge and a chance to build a little piece, piece by relaxing piece. Whatever your passions are, there's a LEGO set waiting for you. LEGO Building offers adults an opportunity to relax and clear their minds through a focused experience. Build something you love and find your flow at lego.com slash adults dash welcome. I'm Stephen Thompson talking with Lil Nas X about his song Montero, NPR Music's Song of the Year. So I don't want to forget the role that the video played in this song's success because while you were filming yourself riding a stripper pole to hell and giving Satan a lap dance, did you think to yourself, this video is definitely going to get nominated for a Grammy? I actually can say that I that was probably the least thing. I, I expected it to be a May, <laughs> definitely not the Grammys, because I felt like, I don't know, I thought the, the Grammys were just much more traditional mm-hmm. and conservative a lot of the times. So, you know, complete surprise, and, you know, I'm thankful for that. Yeah. Well, what was the process that went into making that video? Did you map out exactly what you wanted the video to be? Or did like an art director come to you and say, here's what we're thinking? I mapped out the video word for word, uh, scene for scene. I was like, okay, I want this to be this. I want that to be that. I knew I wanted this video to be crazy. And I wanted it to be (laughs) something that was going to set the tone for the era that I planned on embarking, you know? I mean, because obviously, like, you know when you're giving, you're filming yourself giving Satan a lap dance that it's going to be controversial in certain circles. Like, did you feel yourself wanting to have that fight? Or did you just want to, like, make something that felt provocative and true to yourself? I wanted to, like, create a real pop culture moment. You know, I wanted that. I wanted to, you know, like, with this song and the substance of the song, I was like, okay, I have to make sure this video really emphasizes it or even more exaggerated, you know? Did you expect a fight kind of when you were when you were making it? I expected to have fun shitting and dunking on anybody who had something to say about it. <laughs> <laughs> 
I mean, did you did you feel yourself kind of because obviously you're somebody who mixes it up with with haters on on Twitter. You clap back. You you're not afraid to kind of have fun with it a little bit. Did you feel yourself expecting to have to have those conversations? I definitely did. Um, I knew it was coming. I wasn't surprised at all, especially the climate that we live in or have been living in forever. But it's getting better. So I guess that's cool. I knew it wasn't going to be as hard as it would have been if I would have done this in the year 2000 or whatnot. Mm -hmm. But I knew it was happening or coming. Yeah, I mean, that perspective is really interesting. Do you feel yourself kind of standing on the shoulders of other queer artists who came before you? Absolutely. Who do you think of as your your kind of influences and icons in that way? Like, who do you feel yourself following in the footsteps of? Um, I can't really say I feel myself following in the footsteps of exactly anyone. Uh, I definitely feel thankful for the ones who come before me, though. But when when I'm creating, I'm never like, okay, let's do this like how Frank did it or let's do this how Elton did, did this or whatever. But as I said, you know, I'm thankful for what they have done to pave the way. Yeah. You said in an interview with um, my colleague and pal, Sidney Madden from NPR Music, you said you're not trying to comfort anyone. And that, that line really, really jumped out at me. Uh, did you feel like this song was going to be challenging to the audience? Absolutely. I knew I would also lose a lot of people as well as gain people. I knew I'd have to have a talk with my family. <laughs> um, <laughs> what else? I don't know. I was just I was just excited to like get closer to breaking out of this box of people pleasing and trying to make everybody happy. Did you feel pressure? Like, did, I mean, d- did your label come to you and kind of say like, were they looking for you to continue doing exactly what you were doing on the last record, or were uh, my label was pretty much they were like, get on that fucking pole or you're dropped. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'm kidding. My label actually. This is probably the furthest from what they were expecting. I even had a couple of people like, oh, are we sure we want to do this or whatnot? But, you know, they came through and were supportive of my ideas. And they always have been. And I'm thankful enough that I have the creative freedom to do what I want to do in my music and my music videos. So Montero, you know, Call Me By Your Name, that was NPR Music's Song of the Year. And I was wondering, like, what was your Song of the Year and what was your Album of the Year? Because I'm I'm always, I'm a music geek and i'm always looking for recommendations tell me what to listen to let's see hmm what's one of my favorite songs of the year i gotta give a song of the year <laughs> okay well heat waves i love heat waves uh i've been listening to that song a lot i think that's a really great song it feels very nostalgic heat waves by heat waves by glass animals isn't it glass animals mm-hmm. yeah i love that song and for album i don't know it's been it's been a lot of great albums this year my favorite album outside of my own. Hmm. <laughs> okay, of course, you know, I love Sour. I love Planet Her. Mm-hmm. My competitors at the Grammys. <laughs> By Olivia Rodrigo and Doja Cat, respectively. Yes. Uh, <laughs> let's see. Who else? Uh, yeah, I mean, you know, that's that's mainly, I guess I can say the only other songs, only other albums I've been listening to outside of my own, like, with the majority of the songs. Yeah, yeah. Do you listen to your own album for pleasure? I listen to my own album for pleasure. Huge fan <laughs> of me. 
Because often, you know, we, we talk to artists and it's just like, oh my God, as soon I as like, I cut oh, the song. I hate listening to myself. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> it's like it. when you he- It's like when you hear your voice recorded back and it doesn't sound like what you hear in your head or something. And some people are really self-conscious about that stuff. You just listen, you just like rock your own record for fun. Yeah, but only when I'm with myself, like if I'm with family or friends or something, I'm not going to play my own music. But <laughs> I, I, I genuinely enjoy me. So, you know, I can't even expect other people to enjoy me if I don't enjoy myself. But you don't, you don't like throw a party and like gather all your friends and family together and just like put on your own record. I will throw a party, but I will only gather, you know, myself and like pretty much turn up in my house. And I'm like, oh my God, oh my God, I love him. (laughs) (laughs) That's, That's fantastic. That is really, really admirable. I don't hear that a lot from musicians. You know, so many people, you know, are just like celebrating yourself feels like ostentatious or something. Yeah, I know it feels like narcissistic or something even, but it's it's more of just, okay, how long can I sit with this? If I can sit with this and love this for this amount of time, I'm sure other people will. It's the same way I knew, okay, these songs are going to be the bigger songs on this album. And, like, I listened to Call Me religiously before it came out, like, more than any song that I had ever made. And then, you know, the same with, like, Industry Baby. So, yeah. So on the day that... Call Me By Your Name came out. You wrote this beautiful letter to your 14-year-old self. What do you want to say to other 14-year-olds, you know, queer kids and otherwise, who might be listening? Get a job, loser. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> I, say, I, say, um, I say follow what you think you should do because I, I like to tell people to be yourself and come out, but it's not always easy as it may seem like I'm in a good place to do that. Other right. people may have like a abusive family members or whatnot or be at a really hard school and just be in a really hard place in their life so i guess like just take your time know when you feel ready to do stuff and go for it like it gets better yeah it gets better awesome all right lil nas x thank you so much for being here and congratulations again on having npr music's song of the year thank you so much steven you have a great time From NPR Music and All Songs Considered, I'm Stephen Thompson. Thanks so much for listening. We will see you next time.